0: You're,
1: like, so f- gay. Hey, all you sexual deviants.
2: And sexual deviant wannabes. Should I play
1: like, some, like, uh, slow saxophone music in the background of the intro this time?
2: Oh, a little Kenny G <laughs>
1: action. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I don't know.
2: Um, my skin feels radiant today.
1: Yeah, you look... Like the sun. Yeah, finish. (laughs) Radiant. You look like a microwave. You're giving me radiation, bitch. Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. No, I did a...
1: Are you a microwave? Because you're radiating.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Are you a solo podcaster? Because I'm
1: leaving. (laughs) (laughs) How many times can Matt make that joke in a podcast recording? (laughs) Oh, my God. He's left the chat. (laughs)
2: No, I did a I did a face scrub last night that I found on some DIY website that probably maybe isn't amazing for me, but short term, I feel great. It was coconut oil and brown sugar scrub. That's good for you. Okay.
1: Sugar scrubs are good. Okay. And that's an all natural. Did you like yes. eat it afterwards? You were like...
2: No, I probably would have had a cavity in every single tooth if I tried to eat that. Although apparently coconut oil is really good for your teeth, like apparently it makes them really white.
1: <laughs> banana peels too, right? Actually. Oh, I
2: wish I liked bananas, I don't know.
1: You, you don't need to like bananas, you just rub the peel on your teeth and it like but, makes them whiter.
2: But does it not taste like banana? No. But it's not a banana really.
1: peel! <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't like touch your tongue. You just like literally rub the potassium on your teeth from the peel or something. I don't know.
2: I'm not convinced. I've done it. It,
1: it. I've 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 heard a lot about it.
2: So you've done it, or you've heard a lot about it?
1: Both. I've done it, but I also have heard a lot of people talk about it and say that it works really well. I don't know if it works really well. Anytime I do anything like with like my teeth, I'm like, is there a difference? I can't really tell.
2: Yeah, that's true. I've been using whitening toothpaste for like fucking years, and literally. Nothing happens. You... Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the time the very first time that we ever um stayed in a hotel room together on a on a swim team di- swim and dive team trip, and we like unpacked our like toiletries and they were all matching.
1: <laughs> yeah, who doesn't use know, we... Sensodyne nowadays?
2: I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I remember we we like unpacked our toiletries and we're like. Well. <laughs> it's official. We which, are Which which is which? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which blonde bitch is which?
1: Literally. How's your how's your week of final prep been?
2: Oh my god, it's been pretty intense. I'm actually surprised at how like lively and uh I don't want to say energetic, but like coherent maybe. I don't know if that's true. Able to chat and not be like uh, not be, like, a piece of mush, you know? Um, a piece but of I mush. But kind of, I did kind of take a little bit of today off just because it had been, like, a full week of, you know, 10 hours straight sitting at my dining room table. And I was like, you know what? I still have, like, over a lot. week. To, yeah, I've got over a week to my first final. So I'm going to be like, you know what? You can give yourself afternoon. It was lovely. I went and got a COVID test. I was berated by the, the people there for um going to urgent care because i didn't realize that they had a different type this healthcare system had a different type of se- covid testing set up um so i was berated for something i knew nothing about but at least now i know um but before that i sat in my car for two hours and scrolled twitter for the first time in a while so that was lovely
1: good yeah urgent care is the worst I yeah back? they're
2: pretty mean but i don't blame them because they probably have to deal with so much shit and have been dealing with so much shit so i didn't take it personally and i was gracious because i figured they were overworked and <laughs> they
1: were having a worse day than you were yeah
2: <laughs> this yeah. is for sure yeah so yeah anyway how are you doing how is uh what is like the weather in california like right now
1: it was kind of cold this morning and by that i mean it was 55 and then most of, like, the peak That's weather chilly. is, like, 70 and sunny, which is, like, pretty perfect. Oh, my God.
2: Is that what winter yeah. is just like there?
1: No, it gets kind it's of nuts. cold in, like, December, January. You were here in January last year. This year.
2: No, I know. I Well, <laughs> now that you tell me. Oh, my God, that was this year. Oh,
1: Ten months ago, holy bitch. shit. How much oh, has wow. changed?
2: That's crazy. Yeah. <gasps> Um, yeah, you're right. It like wasn't. It was cold at night. You're right, but during the day it was lovely. I mean, I was wearing yeah. shorts and a sleeveless shirt, so that's crazy.
1: We were hiking too.
2: What a time! Yeah, that's true. So. Because I mean, we came to LA and there was a group of gays, so we had to go hike Runyon.
1: In a crop top and a and a cutoff and a and a and a Kelsey. Did
2: you wear a crop top?
1: Yeah, I wore a cropped hoodie. Is that your foot? Do you
2: remember all those tweets? Oh, yeah.
1: Hi. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) If you want to see Matt's foot, it'll Um, be on the OnlyFans page.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm going to do it just for fans. Um, I think they're really, like, up and coming. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, More niche.
2: Yeah, and just, like, a little more underground. Mm -hmm. You know... I don't want to be like, if you know,
1: street. you know, yeah, yeah it's yeah, not really yeah. my vibe. <laughs>
2: um, anyway, have, have you seen any good gay tweets this week, Aaron?
1: Um, I, I have. have, why not... don't I go? Oh. <laughs> I, I'm a <gonna> head out. <laughs> okay, go. I, no, are you going to talk about the one that you were sent you me the say? other day? Are you gonna talk about the one that you sent me the other day? <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. I wasn't going to, but I definitely am. Or but what I were dead. you gonna say?
1: Uh, I was gonna say this is what I was telling you that I wanted to talk about. That's like kind of related to Harry Styles, and it's kind of related to gay Twitter, and it's kind of related to just like life. But um, okay, I I don't think that a lot of people would have seen this probably because I don't think that it was like that big unless it was unless you were on this like Twitter moment, but. Uh, Logan Paul actually did something right for a change. Did you see this? Whoa. Yeah, Ew. I, I think was I have shocked because he uh, has, uh, has sucked in the past. <laughs> uh, low key, high key. But he's done some growing this year and uh, it's not like he fucking listens to this podcast, but a little shout out for Logan Paul because there was a moment on his podcast this week Last week, I think it was on like Thursday or Friday. Thursday or Friday, he was on his podcast and it was him and these two other, like, very straight men. Um, and they were talking about the Harry Styles Vogue moment. And this guy, the like, one of the other people on it was like shitting on Harry Styles and was saying, like, well, manly we men, and blah 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 blah. And Logan Paul oh. actually was like, Actually, was like, what the fuck does like wearing a dress have to do with like being a man? And like, actually, was like very well spoken about it. And then the friend like proceeded to gaslight the fuck out of him. And he was like, well, where I grew up, like men just didn't like live like that. And it's like that's just like my opinion, and you're gonna tell me that my opinion's wrong? And like, what? and I was like, wow, I actually like feel bad for Logan Paul, but this kid's looking like an, a literal dick uh, on this podcast. So. I don't know what his name was. The other one, the one that was being a shithead.
2: Yeah, I mean Logan but, Paul probably like loved it because he was like, "Oh, I'm looking he was like, like finally I guy look guy. good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. finally <laughs> like, some good publicity. Looks like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, I was like, her, good for right? him.
2: I don't know if he's like fully redeemed from all the shit he's done. I still don't. Like I didn't him, say that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> okay, fair. Um, yeah.
1: but I, he he has grown a lot this year, and I do want to give him that.
2: Okay i'm gonna read some gay tweets perfect (laughs) um well i sent aaron one because he is a former gleek
1: i mean what do you mean former
2: my apologies reformed gleek like it's (laughs) still part of my religion but it's definitely
1: (laughs) like
2: (laughs) um and so uh, you actually are gonna have to explain
1: who who is sue Sue is Jane Lynch. She's like the mean coach. The oh, okay. mean cheerleading coach that's like, fuck the fuck the Glee club. I hate them. Oh, fuck okay. Mr. Schuster. She like always wears the red tracksuit. And-
2: oh, she's the one from the meme that's like, I'm going to create an environment that's so toxic yes. or whatever. Yes. Got yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I then- hate
1: that you know her from the meme. <laughs> Did you <laughs> no, watch I know- Glee?
2: I watched like two or three episodes. I know Jane Lynch is. I'm just like putting the pieces together from like
1: mm-hmm. who she was on the she's- show. An iconic character.
2: Okay, maybe I'll look into that.
1: Um, you and then should, Kurt. She's, yeah.
2: And then Kurt is the super fucking gay one, like
1: the love. very very flamboyant, yeah. high pitched voice, dark haired. Yes. yes.
2: <laughs> anyway, so one of my favorite tweets of the week now, especially now that I have a little bit more context, is. <laughs> The year is 2021. Glee has been rebooted in a low-effort money grab by Fox. Kurt is on OnlyFans to cover rent amongst COVID-19 closures. He delivers a powerful body-positive rendition of Megan The Stallion's body after being twink-shamed by an non-subscriber who turns out to be Sue. <laughs> <laughs> and that was tweeted by Kyle Mackey. <laughs> who, oh my god, his Twitter heading is... Um, who is that? Who is that super racist and canceled porn star? Which one? I know. I, okay, I enough.
1: Mean, I, I know that. which one you're talking about. Is it Billy Santoro?
2: Billy Santoro, the racist. I hate shit. that I like
1: knew that immediately.
2: Me too, but it's a picture of him in a hospital bed. <laughs>
1: like, <gasps> no.
2: Like not doing well. So that's funny, I guess. Uh- <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh my god
1: oh here's the other thing this isn't gay but did you fucking see the tweet did you see the video that lucas gage that actor tweeted where he was like in a zoom interview and started to record himself and the director didn't mute himself and was like this kid's apartment is a fucking piece of shit like there's a t i can see his tv on the back wall and lucas gage is like hey dude like i know my apartment's like shitty but can you just give me the job so i can like move into a better one and the director (sighs) was absolutely like horrified (laughs)
2: Oh, I did see that, and I was... I think I had, like, just woken up or was, like, going to bed or something, so I, like, didn't give it the attention it deserved. But, like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I enjoyed your retelling a little bit more. But that is...
1: It went ridiculously viral.
2: That is so, like... Absurd. Absurd. I hope he got the gig.
1: He didn't. And I know that because he... (laughs) I was I was reading through the comments on the Instagram because he posted it on Instagram and like he's shooting something in Hawaii right now. And someone was like, oh, like he it was some comment of like, oh, it all works out. Like if I got in this gig, I wouldn't be shooting with you in Hawaii right now to someone that he was working with. And I was like, oh,
2: oh, I see. I see. Also, like working so
1: for well a director like that would be so fucking toxic. No thank you.
2: It'd be so awkward, I feel like right off the bat, it's like <laughs> yeah, You'd you walk in I'm... and be like, Hi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then my friend Alex Rocca also tweeted, which I thought this was funny. It was an ABC eyewitness news of it was just like a COVID-related tweet and they used uh. this picture. Which is, like, like
2: a blown-up picture of, like, animated like, like, the virus. It's
1: the one picture of COVID. And it's, like, the the gray ball with the red branches that everyone has seen. Because it's Uh been on the internet since March. And he tweeted, Does Miss Rona literally only have this one good pic? I'm tired (laughs) of this one. Switch it up, girl. (laughs) And his tweet's, Give me life. I love Alex. So, so You have to tell me. He, so he was the one that did the per my last email. One that went like very viral years ago.
2: Oh, I do remember that one. Yeah. What's his handle?
1: Alex D. Rocca. Rocca. Okay.
2: Um, Rocca. It's not really gay related, but this is the second tweet like this that I have seen recently that for absolutely no reason whatsoever, I think is unbelievably hilarious. It just says, I think they deleted it because someone posted a screenshot of it. But it's from at slutty dreamer. <laughs> oh my god, her profile pa- or her her photo is Chris and Stuart in Twilight. Sorry, a lot of women go through shoplifting phases, and this is inherently intertwined with their subconscious and the fact that they used to gather berries, nuts, greens, etc. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> like, why is that
1: so funny? That's so clever.
2: It is. I'm going to start, like, I said it to my oh, my little sister, and she, like, didn't understand that it was, like, a... I had to explain what a hunter-gatherer under, was. No. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I Haley. Haley. She, she's not going to listen to Girl. I know. No. Um, so I'm just going to start, like, finding ways to make jokes, calling her a gatherer, even though if... If one of us was a hunter and the other was a gatherer, she would absolutely be the hunter. She wouldn't be very good at it.
1: But... You'd be like, "I'm a vegetarian. Give me these leaves." Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> my brain's mushy. That's I did think about fucking... that. It's been a long fucking week, and it's only Monday evening.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh god, and my tongue is blue. I did not want that to happen.
1: What? You've been sucking on a Smurf girl?
2: oh my god no i had some blue m&ms
1: and they made your tongue that blue
2: i apparently how many blue m&ms did you have
1: (laughs) (laughs) matt's just picking out only the blue m&ms out of an entire bag
2: oh my god that's like this my uh first year of law school i was walking through walmart and i saw a two pound bag of peanut butter m&ms and i ate it in a week and the worst part was I left it in my locker at school so that I like wouldn't eat it a lot when I was at home yes I have a locker in law school and I still like, ate too. it in yeah I still ate it in like 5 or 6 days 2 pounds of peanut butter M&M's
1: well most of that weight was peanut butter right
2: yeah it was protein it was all gains
1: yeah. <laughs> you definitely add sugar to it
2: no Don't really were... I thought they were (laughs) sugar-free.
1: That would be scarier. What would be in it? Um, That's how I feel about sugar-free Red Bull. I'm like, I do not want that anywhere near my body. Like, what is this? Oh, my God.
2: I don't know if you remember, because I think it was probably too early in your college career, but, like, actually, you literally hadn't gotten to college yet, but...
1: I wasn't um, even born yet. Yeah.
2: The, like, week before orientation week, I was at school no it's the first day of when was it I don't know it was right before orientation week I think or was orientation week and outside of my dorm room somebody brought a giant laundry cart with like 64 packs of blueberry red bull and was just like mm. do you guys want these they and did like, that my
1: freshman year too
2: me it this was your freshman year oh yeah this was my sophomore year uh, it like me it was literally me gabby russ and luca saw them and were like yeah we'll take yep. all of those things <laughs> oh my god it was gone in like a week it was so disgusting we i mean That's college gross. was so unhealthy
1: my freshman year i remember that because i think they had like they had like a red bull sponsor or something on campus It was something like that because jacob and i took like eight cases of the blue ones and eight cases of the red ones and had, like, our... We thought, like, I I remember thinking we were so fucking cool because our fridge was, like, fully stocked with our mini fridge was like fully stocked with Red Bull we had like one bottle of wine and like one bottle of vodka and I was like oh my god we are so grown up I definitely definitely can find the picture of it because I remember like we kind of hid the alcohol in the back in case anybody like opened it and we were like like gonna get in trouble (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh my god I'll put this on the fucking Instagram
2: (laughs) I'll see if I can find any pictures of the Red Bull but I there's a lot of pictures from that week that I Definitely not gonna put on the Instagram.
1: Yeah. Yeah, girl. Um
2: well speaking of college.
1: I love college, but I hate college but love all the parties. Um that's yes. like, honestly
2: looking back, that pretty much sums it up pretty well.
1: I liked college.
2: Yeah, I did too. I was just trying to be like fun and classes. Um I liked I liked it actually, yeah. I liked a lot of my classes too. I just hated the classes. Once that you I didn't switched end up your major, I know. I was... Anyway, on the episode today, we have a friend from college again. Yes,
1: Woo! we have the love of our lives, <laughs> the, <laughs> Jesus. Yes. the
2: lovely Alex Sheeman.
1: Yes, we have Alex Sheeman, who was my year at Tufts. Also graduated twenty. Blah, blah, also graduated twenty eighteen. We lived together my junior spring. Spring. Which I like low key forget sometimes. Because yeah, I honestly
2: forgot until I think you said something or about like living together in the episode. And I was like, oh my God.
1: That's yeah. Weird. it It's not that it wasn't met. Oh my God. I literally found it. <laughs>
2: oh, wow.
1: I literally found that's it. Look like at look it. the little handles peeking out of the top.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Wait. Is it. Is one of them like orange vodka
1: no i think it was it was like mango bacardi or something oh
2: irregardless irregardless (laughs) i can't get that off of my screen (laughs) (laughs) um
1: yes so this episode honestly this episode was so fun
2: it was really interesting. I mean, I know we say it a lot, but, like, it really did fly by. It was just, like, such a good conversation. Um, yeah. It's super interesting. It's something we, like, haven't talked about before, I don't think. It's, I think it can be really relatable, but also un- not relatable at the same time. Because I don't know how many of you were in her situation. I don't know. I don't want to give too much away, but, you know.
1: I related to it.
2: Yeah. I did. Heavily. I, yeah. I did a lot, actually. Um. Yeah, I want to update the gayest thing I did this week because <laughs> I think what I said was pretty boring. Um my little sister painted my nails maybe 30 minutes ago. Um I'm going to say that was the gayest thing I did this week. However, now that I'm saying that, I'm like anybody can get their nails painted. It's not gay. It's
1: pretty baseline.
2: Yeah, it's pretty baseline.
1: It's but okay, girl.
2: I'm clutching for straws right now. I hope you guys can forgive my um I'll never forgive you. Toxic masculinity. All
1: right. We're going to get into this episode. Yeah,
2: this has been enough. All right. Bye. See you next week. Bye.
1: (laughs) Hello. What's up? How are we? (laughs) Today we're joined by... None other than the young the beautiful young dumb the brilliant Well <laughs> um today we're joined by Alex I don't feel really
0: young. Do Do you remember the app Time Hop?
1: It shut yeah. up.
0: Yeah. Okay. It came up on my thing today as like a memory from 10 years ago and I was like fuck, I'm old.
1: Yeah, dude. I get mine too. Like I have like 11-year-old ones from Facebook, and they're all like, I love glee. Glee. And it's like, that's it. <laughs> oh, oh my
0: god. She-Man, how
1: old are you again?
0: I'm 24 and.
1: T- oh, ah, at midnight tonight, god. I'll be
0: 24 and eight months. Nope, nine months.
2: <laughs> yeah, going on what? Nine? What? I
0: wish. I mean my maturity level, sure, but twenty four like, and
2: nine months.
0: My biological clock is ticking.
2: I'm I'm absolutely leaving this podcast right now. I hope oh you two have a God. good time.
0: It was, okay, it was bye, nice Matt. It was being so on nice here. to see
1: you. Yeah, bye. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Anyways, so today we're joined by our Tufts pal. Our quirky sister.
2: <laughs> Our quirky sister. Our
1: oh. quirky sister. Alex sheman
2: Woo! Oh my ah. god. Wow. Amazing. Ah. Wow, sound
0: more <laughs> enthused, Matt,
2: please. I'm sorry, oh. I've been I'm in finals period, so my brain is mush.
0: That's okay. I was telling
2: Aaron before this, I'm running on like instinct only. I don't have any thoughts I don't have any analysis thoughts or anything i'm just doing what um there's another word for that and i can't think of it
1: autopilot
2: kind of instinct really is the only one that's coming to mind for me
1: okay well Um, matt you can think on that in the meantime alex tell us about yourself who are you
0: oh the age-old question um
1: (laughs) i see you in that ato (laughs) t-shirt
0: oh yeah (laughs) yikes um, so I'm Alex, like we said. I'm born and raised in the Big Apple, downtown Manhattan. Ended up at Tufts with you two losers. Found myself in you college. You are on
2: our podcast.
0: <laughs> I know, and I'm so honored to be here. This is the most celebrity <laughs> status I've ever gotten. um oh,
1: What about when you met all the baseball players at the induction?
0: Oh my god, I still celebrity. look back in that. Oh Pedro, what? Oh no, who's was my Ken Griffey Jr.? That was pretty dope. Um, mm. I lo- I love him. I don't know backyard baseball. Ever play that video game? That's why I love. I him. loved backyard baseball. <laughs> um, what I mean, there's not much to me. I just I'm a special ed teacher. I just kind of. Get myself into shit. Everyone describes me as a girl in a horror movie where they say like, "Don't go down that dark hallway. You're gonna get killed." And then I walk down the dark hallway and, you and get go, killed. What? Yeah, I'm like why did that happen to me? That's oh, so damn. weird that you say that because I always felt like you had
2: your shit together. So she it's does. a
0: facade. No, I, I do in a lot oh. of parts of my like as a functioning adult. Like I can take care of myself. I can hold down a job. I can like save my money. She but can teach comes kids to like my, special
1: ed. Like
2: <laughs> right.
0: But I don't all, think you.
1: <laughs> t what a- listen
0: <laughs> where are we going okay we're
1: goes? gonna cut that part out yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> what was well, i don't understand well i
1: said you and matt it's that you don't teach special education i phrased my thought terribly because i'm oh. one drink deep <laughs> Gotcha.
2: i okay. didn't even think it was that bad i was just like harping on any little thing for content okay
1: <laughs> you fucking bitch we support well, I, each other on this podcast this is a safe space matthew
2: yeah i'm supporting these kids <laughs> my students
0: okay. anyway yeah, my students log on to zoom sometimes say fuck you bitch and then log off so that,
1: <laughs> that's How where I? I'm
0: at. ninth grade nah, honestly yes.
2: as someone who's still in school i can totally understand
0: yeah no me honestly i'm like you know what proud of you for being able to unmute yourself because half the time i can't even get that to happen so i'm Yikes. like i know i mean it's really it's horrible because these kids are not learning like i hate yeah. i'm trying my best and everyone's trying their best but mm-hmm. we're gonna see some major deficits down the line yeah. it's like very abundantly clear
2: how did you get yeah. into teaching special ed did you go to grad school or anything
0: no, I literally she was, well, I, was I was a chemical engineer for my first year oh, and a half at Tufts. Oh
2: my god! Right.
0: Yeah, and then I the my sophomore spring, I was like, I don't like this, so I took an intro to child development class for fun, and then that summer, interned at like a severe um, special ed school that had like a summer program in New York, and decided at that moment that this was my my dream job working with kids with learning differences. Still. Didn't you
2: have like a a while where you are like, I don't like this. I'm I'm transferring, guys. Um, I'll, yeah, will well- see you. Okay,
1: <laughs> I I do want to talk about that story because I love that whole that whole arc.
0: Oh gosh, yeah.
1: The oh, soccer. Yeah, something- I love the soccer story. I definitely want to bring that up.
0: Okay. Yeah. I don't look. What whatever you guys want to talk about. I'm an open book. I just you're gonna have to direct me right, what well, you want to talk about. Well, let's.
1: She's got a the lot the- of chapters. We have to go to the the <laughs> index. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the table of contents. Um, yes. Well, let's let's start with, like, the whole reason that we're here. Um,
1: well, when I've a mother heard... and a father love each other very much.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's the only type of love that there is, because the gays are going to hell.
1: Um... I said that, and I knew that you were going to say that in response. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: anyways. <laughs> so you knew that the truth was going to come out, is what you're saying? Um. Anyway. Uh, Alex, you're queer. How are you queer?
1: <laughs> you can't just ask people how they're queer, Matt. <laughs> like
0: no, if it, I didn't
2: know her already I wouldn't have said that, but it's
0: alright. People who I there's one specific person in particular and I will not name names <laughs> it was like, so Alex, are you really gay? And I want okay, to be we'll like, edit it out, who is it? <laughs> I was like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me, dude? Um, okay, Erin, can so, you please
2: leave that all in, but just make a really loud bleep noise over her name?
1: Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. <that's- laughs> I will. <laughs> I already knew the story.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I've
1: never heard that. <laughs> that was, yeah. like, what, junior year of college?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, junior fall of college. Um. But
1: are you Alex?
0: Am I? Well, here's the thing is I was talking to my friends before I came on this podcast like a a couple other Tufts alum and I was like I kind of feel like a fraud sometimes because my past two relationships have been with men uh and I've enjoyed both of them they didn't work out for xyz reasons but it doesn't and it's hard because then people like oh so you're straight you date you happen to have dated a girl at one point for five years and hooked up with like one or two others but mostly you're straight and historically if you look at the data sure and it kind of makes me feel like i'm not justified in like identifying in that community data. if you look at the if you look at the numbers you crunch the numbers
1: <laughs> if you look at the numbers what it would be like 60 40 it wouldn't be like 95 no. percent men
0: and even if it was well that's the thing it's like does it i feel like there is a stigma in the like by community that i am not really by yeah uh, I think
1: that's not just, I mean, yeah, I think that that stigma like seeps into every like subset of sexuality. I don't,
0: right. And it's, I know it's what you hard, mean, but and it's even harder now because now that I'm newly single and I'm interested in both, uh, genders and all different, honestly, just anyone, uh, I'm very much a people personality connecting, um, a deeper level. I know that makes me seem way more, um. What's the word I'm looking for? Pan. Whol- wholesome. Uh, Adult. <laughs> Just, like, that I care. Like, I don't care about looks. I care about personality. Because, like, everyone does notice looks for, for obvious reasons. But I'm definitely attracted to personalities. So it's been really hard to, like, hop onto a dating app during a pandemic. Because yeah, I'm looking at these faces. And I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to think those abs are hot. Or that hair is good. Or those eyes are, like fun to look at I don't know they're supposed to look at things and I don't like looking yeah. I like talking uh, so I kind of just feel like I'm gonna just hide in within myself <laughs> in the foreseeable future um,
1: well we're gonna have a period where we focus on you you know Yeah. where we have that little I don't know
2: yeah you need to like recenter yourself
1: yeah give it like give it like a few months
0: mm-hmm yeah, like a this is the, you're freshly new.
1: You're, or you're freshly single. I, you're freshly new.
0: Fresh. Like officially uh, new. 48 hours ago, I think, was the official. Oh, my I got, God. I got my keys back.
1: All right. Well, everyone yeah. listening to this podcast, Alex is single. Yes. <laughs> She's open to anyone.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tell your friends. But you have to be
2: hot. If you were listening carefully, you would know
1: that. Mm. Emotionally hot. You
2: have oh, to be emotionally exactly. hot.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um. Um, Wow. Forty-eight hours. I know. Like a very fresh wound. I hope
1: we are your rebound.
0: (laughs) Yes, literally. Yeah.
2: I don't know if I can provide for you the rebound that you're maybe looking for, but I'm happy to, as a friend, I'm happy to try.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I'm actually fine, which to me is an indicator that I made the right choice.
1: Well, you better work. That's good. I'm glad.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a whirlwind. Like it's always the second I have gotten out of my past two relationships. Cause they both have been with men. The first thing I want to do is talk to girls. Cause it's, I've been deprived of it. Cause you're like, so, fuck well, men, they suck. <laughs> well, it's also like, it's not even like fuck men, they suck. Like I really do respect my exes. I just, I think half the reason I end up not wanting to do it anymore is because I'm not fulfilled in some Capacity, and sometimes I think, oh, maybe that's a woman can fulfill that more than a man ever mm. can, and I don't know, which is why people who say they're confused, I'm like, yeah, that that sexuality can be defined as just confused at all times, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: totally uh,
0: to me. But but I was saying to Aaron that I'm just I'm a people person. I like people, so if I end up vibing with you, um, I'll just like have a, a gut feeling about it. It's not that I've noticed whether or not you have a dick or a vagina. I'm just like, I like you as a person.
1: So have you ever given much thought to like a label? Because I know in college you used to always say that you, I think like you said that you were bisexual. And like, have you have you thought about be like I, pansexuality? I don't know, like you're like, hmm, let me just think about it, for <laughs> Like, I don't know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, yeah I don't no. know end of high school, beginning of college, I thought, I want a label, It's it'll be easier, it's a way to just kind mm. of put myself into a box in like a helpful way. Like, yeah, you I don't would, have
1: to explain yeah. anything. You're just like, this right. is it.
0: Right, and so at the time I was dating my girlfriend and we were already on year three almost and it was really like the most intense, amazing relationship in my life. So in my head, mm. I was like, I'm, I'm I'm, gay. That's. I have no desire to be with men. I'm not attracted to men this moment or I can't see myself being attracted to a man and I'm really think that this is my relationship for the long haul of course that was a naive 18 year old thing to think but that's what I thought at the time so that's what I internally identified as and then once we started to like once we broke up I was I thought like at parties and stuff I would hook up with both guys and girls so I thought okay I'm bi and then as I started to kind of go on dates and start dating both genders I realized that it has nothing to do with their gender or their sex and it has entirely to do with like connecting with them uh on a deeper level so I think pan because pan is I think pan people like you're just you're into people um and so I think that is what I would identify as because it's the least constricting label for me if that makes sense.
1: Totally.
2: It does. Have you, yeah, it totally does. It, it seems like there's been times where you have maybe, like, just chosen a label for comfort's sake, just so that, you know, it. the label was descriptive enough in that, you know, people wouldn't ask questions or it would, like, communicate the message just, like, enough, but maybe didn't necessarily describe exactly how you did feel. Would you... Say that that was true. Yeah,
0: yeah it sounds like you were 100%. trying to please
1: everybody else.
0: Right, and of course, if I'm in a relationship with a girl, I'm not going to turn and tell her, "Hey, I'm straight," because that's just not going to feel. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> like I'm. Well, it's also so, not
1: true. <laughs> right,
0: right. But I just mean
1: you're going to lie to in, my in, face. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like okay, well, we have a different moment, issue here.
0: <laughs> like in my relationship with my ex-girlfriend, it was that was all that was on my mind. So I would say during that four and a half five year span I truly was only attracted to one specific woman so I would say that I was it's, I don't know how to say I was gay during that time because I did not see myself attracted to anybody else and then I, when I broke up with her or when, actually she broke up with me during that like limbo period it was just like whatever happened happened and at that moment it was a guy or a girl or whatever it was and then when I started dating one of my ex-boyfriends it was like okay now i'm straight like, the, like i could not just let yeah. it flow i had to compartmentalize it into okay now i'm on a lesbian stint now i'm on a straight stint it's not like this hmm. is alex sheman and she can do whatever she wants and this is an open playing field i i really felt like i had to put myself into those boxes and i i think it ended up being a kind of a detriment to me because it kept me from actually trying to define and figure out who i was in full it was just like 2018 to 2020 alex and 2015 to 2017 alex like Mm. if that makes sense
1: it does totally (laughs) but i also think that that's kind of a symptom of like the society around you because like even five minutes ago when you were saying like yeah like i'm i'm sick of guys and i'm like yeah because guys suck so go to women and it's like the people around you aren't saying like, yes, just find a person who makes you happy. It's like, "Ah, oh, you didn't like one switch to the other, like <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. flip the
1: switch black mm-hmm. black and white.
0: That's what it's not. It's just like I live constantly in a gray area, but I also like it because I feel like I'm always navigating and learning more about myself <laughs> that I didn't know before. Like I've learned... I mean, I'm obviously sad that I ended this past relationship, but I've learned so much about myself as a person through it. And I've kind of learned more throughout my 20s. I mean, now I'm only almost halfway through 20, but throughout the first, <laughs> Matt's like rolling his eyes at me, <laughs> through, throughout the first four years and change of my 20s that I've come to realize what I deserve, which I had a very hard time being able to verbalize or even think about. Um, when I was younger and to know what I feel like I deserve as another human being in a relationship has helped me across the board with men and women because, I'm, um, I feel like each relationship is a little bit less toxic. <laughs> I was a pr- pretty low bar to set my, fr- my relationship with my ex-girlfriend was fucking insane.
2: Can we talk Passionate. about it a little bit just
0: cause, yeah, yeah. Cool.
2: um, just cause I want to know, because you guys started dating when you were in high school, right?
0: Yeah, we were sophomores in high school, so we were, f- I was 15.
1: Children.
0: Yeah, Children. I want to
2: know what it was like to be dating, so, like, being in a queer relationship while you're still in high school. Because, like, crazy. I think for, yeah, it's crazy for people our age and older. It's, like, so uncommon. I mean, I can't imagine it's that common right now. I think maybe it's a little more common, but. I, I you know I don't know anybody who had a queer relationship in high school or something that or at least like a, a long term serious relationship.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh. So.
2: That's a lie. My boyfriend dated his ex in high school, but anyway. <laughs> <continue>. <laughs>
0: yeah. So we were like best friends, attached at the hip. Uh, and both of us in our heads were when we became best friends or maybe thirteen, almost fourteen. And so our 14-year-old brains were like, we're just best friends. Girls love each other like this. They get obsessed with each other as clicky best friends. Mm-hmm. And then we just, like, wanted to spend every single second together, and we could not explain why. Uh, and I would sleep at her house every Monday night after soccer practice because we played on the same soccer team. And Monday?
2: You're allowed was, to have sleepovers on Mondays?
0: It was because only it, the only gay day of if the week. you let me explain. If you <laughs> let me explain. Yes. Sunday is God's day. Monday is lesbian's day. Um, <laughs> oh God, aren't you Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but my, our soccer practice on Monday was literally like two hours from New York, like from the city up in, up. it was horrible. It was for something called ODP. Irrelevant.
2: Where was it?
0: Uh, it was like near Poughkeepsie, but farther. Oh God. Yeah. Um. And my ex-girlfriend lived in Harlem, and I lived way downtown and in Tribeca, and my high school was closer to Harlem, because it was in the Bronx than it was Tribeca, so on Monday nights... Oh my I would, god, how long did it take to get to high school? Wait, that's a whole other...
2: Yeah, thing. sorry, I'm sorry I keep interrupting, but like, <laughs> Jesus. Fine. An hour
0: and 15 minutes on the subway, every day, each way? Yeah, it was a long time. But if I stayed at her house, it cut the commute to like 40 minutes, so... Cut it down substantially. So that's how I rationalized having these Monday night sleepovers because I would get an extra well, 45 minutes of sleep, which was huge for me. Did
1: you get an extra 45 minutes of sleep?
0: <laughs> so that is incorrect. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> so the first couple Mondays, my ex's mom would set set up an air mattress next. Oh shit! I said her name. Do I care? Can I say her name?
1: I can bleep it if you want me to. I'll say, oh, I'll I don't answer. need you
0: to. Okay. I don't need you to. If the I don't. So it's, set up I don't air care. it's totally seat. up
1: to you and however your relationship is now.
0: I haven't spoken to her in like a year. I don't, honestly, I don't care. It's not like she's going to listen to this. Um, but anyway, what so she that? would put, I'll, they, I'll bleep
1: it. I'll believe it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, she would put the, she would, her mom would set up the air mattress next to her bed and I would like go to sleep on the air mattress. She would go to sleep there. And then. Every Monday, I would end up, like, hanging out in her bed with her a lot longer, and then at the very end. Like, in end... the
2: morning when you woke up?
0: No, 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 at night, like, after oh. practice, after we got home, showered, ate dinner, and we would just hang out in her bed. And it was literally, like, out of a movie, like, starting, like, pillow fight, like, it... <laughs> like, I can't even, we were just, like, flirting, You're I guess. teenagers. But... Right, but I didn't know what it was. And I just thought, wow, like, this girl's really cool. I'm like I love having a best friend. I've never had a best friend before. Uh, and then
2: Clittle did you know you were <laughs> clittle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was but, subtle enough, but
0: Yeah, not quite. So Not enough.
2: I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean I didn't want it to be, but
0: Yeah, so one one <laughs> night we were hang eventually one night. Uh, her mom was too lazy, I think, to set up the air mattress. Whatever it was, I ended up being able to sleep. You're like, that's dad. okay, like, hey, it's fine,
1: don't, like, it. don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, so I was like, heck yeah. And what would happen <laughs> is we would like be mess like messing around with each other, like pushing each other around, and then someone's arm would end up under the other person's like neck, head, like holding them. But it would it would just kind of happen at the end. This of, like, is like whatever a Netflix we were show.
2: Doing. I know. No, it was Aaron's crying.
0: Like, <laughs> And we wouldn't, again, nothing was said, nothing was spoken of it. It just, like, both of us were really excited about it. Oh, I'm getting, like, emotional talking about this. Is, I haven't talked about this in so long. Oh, um, she did. So that would happen, and then we would start to fall asleep next to each other. Not touching, but facing each other, like, really close together, like, face to face. Not. Oh, my God. This happened for weeks. Like, this wasn't Jeez. just one night thing. Because neither of us had ever, we didn't know what we were doing. No, we didn't, Of course, you, you were know. babies. Yeah, and so one night we were actually at my house. It was on the weekend. We were just having a sleepover as friends, and we were literally noses touching in bed, asleep. It was like three in the morning.
2: Oh my god! Okay, that's just like uncomfortable, though.
0: I I don't. We didn't know we were. The, I don't know. So, anyways, she got up it's beside the, the point. Yeah. <laughs> to kiss me. Oh. I pretended to be asleep and rolled over and faced the other direction and didn't say a word you called oh, bitch oh
2: no she man i know <laughs> i was
0: freaking out i was so she you went, were anyways, freaking
2: out i know i imagine I, how I, she you was like felt. butterflies butterflies
1: butterflies <laughs> i
0: just didn't know i because in my head it wasn't I'm attracted to her. I want to kiss her. I just knew I wanted to be near her and it felt really exciting and good, but I literally had not put two and two together that this was associated with me wanting to be in any kind of romantic relationship with her. I I had not put it together, literally until she kissed me and, and then I had like this aha moment that this is what this was all along. And I know that sounds like that couldn't possibly be true, but I genuinely was blindsided by it. But
1: I think that's how most like young... Like I think it's especially common based off of the conversations that I've had with people. Like I think that that's really common with like young queer women. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. Like even like it was like it's like the conversation that we had with Kira two weeks ago, where she was saying Mm -hmm. it's like it's just this very intense like friendship bond kinship that almost like verges on obsession, and you're like, why is my friendship like so much more intense than everybody else's? Like blah 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 blah, and you can't really piece it together until it just kind of like clicks
0: that's that's perfect that yeah. that that's my tev talk right there that's have you all ever need. seen
1: jennifer's body
0: no i have not
1: you need to watch it <laughs>
2: wait <laughs> okay. shiman you haven't seen jennifer's body
0: no have i you
1: haven't watched really it yet matthew? matthew
2: of course i've seen i saw it like I, less than a year after it came out
0: wow okay.
1: good you should watch well, it Sheeman, like tonight it, okay. or like whenever i'm back in boston next
0: okay i need We're both do it's... we know where
2: we can find it
1: um, you can rent it on. I rented it on Amazon for like three bucks, probably like two okay. months ago. All right. Or I can send Time. you a link to watch it illegally if you want because those.
2: Obsessed. Oh my god! Cut that out. I have to pass the bar.
1: I said I would. <laughs> <laughs> I will not drag Matthew down with me. I. <laughs> I
2: will not be opening that link to illegal. Anyways. Movie streaming. <laughs>
1: <Right>. Anyways.
0: <laughs> yeah. So she. Kissed me, I rolled over, went back to sleep as if nothing happened. And then she got up the next morning when we woke up. She grabbed her stuff. It was really awkward. She left.
1: You didn't talk about anything? Like, you acted like nothing no. happened?
0: No. Yeah, we did not bring anything up. Of course. And Were she... you,
2: like, pretending to be, um...
0: Oblivious? Like, pretending like
2: nothing happened? Correct.
0: Like Yeah. So she left. And when we talked about it down the line, she said she left the house thinking she had just ruined her only friendship, like, her closest friendship, uh, oh. which was really sad. But then I But think she didn't. I, no, because I ended up texting her... <laughs> that, that was later, Erin. Yeah, when she got home saying... I think the way I phrased it was, I wouldn't be mad if that happened again. Something like that. That's was,
1: so coy oh, of you. Oh. I know,
0: for a 15-year-old, that was very... She, Yeah, and then... Did she,
1: like, text you about it, or did you bring it up?
0: I brought it up. It's funny, because from that point forward, I was the one who was more forward, more open in this relationship. To give you some context, I finally told my parents about her my freshman year of college. So fast forward also, we kept this a dead (laughs) secret from the world for at least a year or two.
1: Well, you were, like, dating?
0: Correct. We, for the first like six to eight no six yeah six months or so of our relationship we didn't want anyone to know to the point that when we went to our friend's sweet 16 that fall so we started dating in or well, we, we kissed for the first time in about february and then we had the sweet 16 in september of that year we actively made out with boys at this sweet 16 <laughs> to prove a point because we didn't want anyone to think that we were together
1: this sounds like the memes like all of the memes that are like I mean, I see the gay male ones that are like me going to a sleepover at my bo- like my friend's house who's a guy. Or what? I, I, I fucked it up. I fucked up the whole story. But I you have not know no what you are talking about. But there are the I, memes I, where I, it's like. <laughs> never mind. No,
2: okay, <laughs> okay. Shimon, I cannot believe <laughs> what you I have just heard. That is, I can. Well, I don't know what to believe. Are you saying Um, I'm lying? No, no, (laughs) no way. I ain't calling you a truther.
1: (laughs) A truther.
2: Um, Okay, Josh, but I cannot, I can't believe that that is real. That is insane. I mean, how did you, like, how did that conversation even go?
0: With my parents?
2: No, with... with with your girlfriend being like, we're both gonna make
1: out with other people oh, today.
0: Oh, oh, Sorry, my brain went.
1: <laughs> we can't let anybody know.
2: Yeah,
0: I, because everyone had already w- was already making fun of us as a, in their super sensitive political politically correct way. All of my friends would already joke about us being lesbians just because we were good friends, and so when it actually ended up being true, political
1: d- correctness did not exist in 2011.
0: Correct, and some would still argue it does not exist in 2020, but...
2: <laughs> That's a conversation for another time, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um So I... We just... We didn't want anyone to think that we were together. So we just said we would do it. Of course, it resulted in tears Chaos. afterwards because she started making out with someone and I got really sad cause I hadn't made out with anyone. And then, so I found someone to make out with.
1: We need to I, turn this into a Hulu show. <laughs>
0: there, I, I have to go back into my like camera roll Cause I think I have pictures of her making out with that guy. Not that I took, but everyone in high school, everyone would take pictures of people hooking up on like the dance floor. Yeah. Really? Well, Russell City's did whole- that
1: throughout all of college so did yeah, i i mean <laughs> the,
0: yeah, that's different new york city parties are a whole other podcast ended it up itself it's like
1: wait you oh, should make a podcast about
0: that yeah I would Horrible. Totally that.
1: Horrible. oh my god it would be like gossip girl irl <laughs>
2: i was about to say i'm pretty sure there's already a television show about that but,
1: but it, and a reboot it that's coming soon really i
2: still need to watch gossip girl but
0: it yeah, was no, it looking back on it, the high school social scene at least at my high school and a lot of our like other neighboring public high schools was the most disgusting experience. I've never I never understood how yeah. much the girls in my class were preyed on by the older guys. Uh-huh. I, like speechless. Like I don't even want to open that can of I- worms.
2: I think it's a little bit universal, but
1: like maybe it was worse. But, but yeah, I feel like I... in New York, it's like you start drinking and doing drugs like a lot younger than you do generally right. in other parts of the world. If the world of the I don't know, <laughs> Matt's like I fighting keep... his. <laughs> well, I keep well, you being grew up when in the rich like, New well... York suburbs.
2: But I'm like I'm like 50, 20 minutes away from that, so it's like same deals. So.
1: Yeah. yeah, like upstate New York was not really like that. Well, really, never mind. <laughs> like, i don't know I,
0: anyways the moral of the story was that all of my friends were a part of that too so they were freshman sophomore junior year girls with these older guys doing anything to please them when they were total douchebags back to them and then i was busy having my secret uh relationship with my ex so
2: wow the way that both of those things combined was me is astounding <laughs>
0: Yeah, so. it, it created a very interesting dynamic because my friends also thought that I was antisocial and never wanted to go out with them on the weekends. But because uh, my girlfriend at the time and you had your I had different Well, we <laughs> went to different high schools. She went to private oh. school, I went to public school, different locations, totally different lives and friends. So on the weekends, we wanted to hang out with each other and we didn't want to go to each other's parties or whatever because we couldn't really be ourselves. We would have to just act like two best friends at this party or hang out with these friends. Oh, my God. So that's I ended so, up, like,
1: grown up of you.
0: Right. But I had to, like, I had to do it at the cost of a high school social life in a lot of ways. I was yeah. absent for most of those parties and known as being more of a recluse, which is not my personality if you know anything about me so it's not i will vouch so being able to yeah, go to college vouch. <laughs> <laughs> being able to go to college and go to a party where i could be with my girlfriend openly and have fun with all my friends that's when it clicked for me how horrible my high school situation was in so many ways mm-hmm. um because and i the jokes were constant about me being gay because i wasn't out they knew did they bother you oh they bothered me they infuriated me because i wanted to come out I was ready yeah. to be like, yeah, you're right. This is my girlfriend. But my girlfriend didn't want to tell anyone. She didn't tell her mom until after we broke up. Oh,
2: my God. And you guys were together for how long? So
0: on and off, but more or less five years. Wow. So that was also really hard because I would come to her house even at the age of, what, 20, 21, and had to just act like the best friends We're just
1: still best friends best friends from That's high crazy. school.
0: and it wasn't like she was from the super religious household or really conservative and yada 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 no she like, just wasn't ready. so liberal yeah her aunt has ha- her, had had the same uh partner for like 20 years her mom's best friend was gay like everything the stars had, were aligned for her to come out and she just wasn't ready to which is totally her prerogative but mm-hmm. it was really hard for me because at a certain point all of my friends knew and not even her mom knew wow um, yeah that was definitely mean, like, contributed
2: like, i mean that just like to me kind of i don't want to phrase this it's, it's It must have been so difficult to be in your position because, like, you know, you're not stupid. We, you know, we can... I'll take that as a fact. You know, you would never want to, like, force somebody to come out. You know, you recognize that that's, like, a very personal thing for them. And so, you know, if she's not ready to come she's not ready to come out. But you are... were, like, clearly suffered because of that. And it... I just wonder if you think that, you know, that almost gives you any sort of ugh I don't really know where I'm going with this but it's just like you kind of would be the only person who is like genuinely affected by somebody's not coming out and like what can you do about that though like is it just something that you have to suffer through and you have nothing about it or like is there any sort of like does it make you a dick for breaking up with them? Like, if they aren't coming out, like, does it, but I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I'm rambling a little bit. I apologize, but like, you know it's what I'm also saying? It's hard
1: too, because it's like, you're, you're sitting there and you're like, you're looking on from the outside and you're like, you will be fine. Like your parents won't care. Your family will accept you. Like, blah, there's no mm-hmm. reason that you don't want to come out yet, but you don't. And you want to be supportive, but you're also like, you're holding back me from living out like my life with you. Purely right. because you, there's not really a reason, like,
0: other, other
1: than you're not ready,
0: right? Which is op-
2: reason enough,
1: yes, which exactly. is reason enough. But there's no like outlying, like you were saying, there's no totally. like religious factor, there's no like ingrained homophobia in the family. So you're like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> like, right, yeah. you can't
0: help but think as like a 17, 18 year old that it's personal and yeah. that, that I am the reason, which I, I know, know that wasn't it, but it's it's just also come people coming out and people trying to. Figure out their sexuality is such a personal thing, and again, is something that everyone needs to come to on their own time and be ready to share on their own time. But it's also different when you're in a relationship with that person, because all of a sudden, it it really does affect another person. And obvious, and I'm not gonna push. I'm not. I mean, I probably did uh, at the time, but it's so personal, but it also so personally affected me too, uh, and. I think she understood that, but I don't think she was willing to see my side of it as much, which was, I think was a big contributor to the downfall of our relationship because at the very least I think I needed her to just acknowledge that it hurt me. I didn't need her to necessarily come out, but just to know that it was hard for me and she wouldn't even admit to me that it was that she understood that this was going to be painful for me too. Yeah. That's all I I think that was all I needed and she couldn't give me that. Um, but yeah. I guess that's also just different personalities. I was way more extroverted, way more comfortable with myself. She was not very comfortable with herself at all growing up. Uh mm. was a yeah. lot more introverted, wow. introverted and quiet and more reserved. So I just think the opposite personality thing ended up contributing a lot to it as well.
1: I like truly cannot imagine what it would have been like to have been in a queer relationship in like at that age. Like I can't or I couldn't like, a like
0: seemingly
2: healthy queer relationship. <laughs>
1: but also right. just like I feel like there are so many stressors on like on hetero relationships when you're like 15, 16, 17 and like being in a relationship, like being in a relationship at all and then having all the added pressure of like being in a queer relationship and figuring out all these things for the first time plus figuring out like there's just so many layers there.
0: Right. And yeah. it was it was hard too because in my mind I had lost my virginity in my... That was where I was at by the end of my whatever sophomore year of high school. Mm. But because we hadn't told anyone, in theory, I was still a virgin to all of my friends. And even if I had told them, there was still the idea that I was a virgin. Because I hadn't had like, penetrative, penetrative sex. straight sex. Because, I mean, the, the high schoolers, they it was... It was this weird kind of, like, no, there was nobody I knew in my whole high school. I graduated with 748 people. I could not name one person in my graduating class who had come out.
1: Mm. Not that is one. so wild.
0: Yeah. Um, and they're definitely, because I know now a lot of them have come out. So I just was not a conducive environment for that. It, just, it wasn't that people were homophobic or not accepting. It was just not something that came up. It wasn't talked about. It just was it was a non issue. It seemed like because no one really came out. Um, yeah.
1: You just don't pay so, attention and then you don't have to deal with it.
0: Exactly. It that it was like ignorance is bliss. Uh, mm. So I, it was r- really hard for me because all I was watching all of my friends like hook up with boys or have boyfriends and lose their virginities. And because I'd never experienced that for, with a, a guy I always also had in the back of my head is this something i want to do will i ever know what that's like or am i going to be with this girl in my head for the rest of my life and that's going to be it so that also put strain on it too because i think both of us were curious and exploring as well but didn't want to ruin our relationship uh (laughs)
2: is to the the virginity thing it to me this kind of just like came out of nowhere I, I i don't really see how that ties into it would you mind elaborating on that a little bit
0: you mean how it ties into
1: i mean all i of think it. it's I, I thought it was heavy that i've like i've never really thought about it that it's like you you could you literally could not tell that your friends that you'd like been having sexual experiences because you hadn't come out to them
0: yeah like it was okay well yeah because I couldn't I didn't share that I was dating this girl and because of that my friends just assumed that I wasn't sexually active at all asexual (laughs) correct I mean it was kind of like like they all knew I was super focused on soccer and that was the center of my life and I think that the general consensus was Alex is Alex she's she's fun she plays sports she does school and she's our friend and that's it and there wasn't any interest in my sexuality because it just seemed like a a non-point. So I think because I couldn't share those experiences with my friends, I was kind of on the outskirts a little bit because all of them were talking about the boys that they were having sex with, and I just had to sit there not knowing anything about straight sex because I had not had it, and at the same time not being able to contribute my side of it because I wasn't open about having a girlfriend uh and then at the same time to I think what Matt maybe was a little more curious about is that it felt like I hadn't 16 year old me thought that losing my virginity had to be straight sex and
2: and it was a big deal for a 16 year old you
0: yeah my friends by the time I was 16 most of my friends had lost their virginities so it was I mean my Three, four closest friends had lost virginities by the end of freshman year of high school. So, and so I hadn't, really... I wasn't even, I wasn't even with my girlfriend yet at the time. So yeah. I Damn. was single <laughs> and not, not barely kissing boys. So I, that definitely had not crossed my mind. Uh, so to just see all of them kind of. So it was with...
2: kind of like uh, something that everybody's talking about, something that you like have no.
1: Yeah. So it just made you further feel like an outlier, exactly an outsider. Gotcha.
2: Okay, and the, I guess I'm going... just like forgetting that that's like a lot of what <laughs> high schoolers talk about, right? Um, so it probably just, like Aaron said, like contributed to your ostracization.
0: Yes, exactly, and got it. Okay, right. I just didn't. I didn't want to be perceived as either a prude like i I don't even know how to describe what what it felt like but it just didn't feel good it felt like like, i was different
2: was it like you didn't want to be the like prude asexual like want nothing to do with these conversations type girl but also like didn't want to just like be the token lesbian girl who's talking about something totally different and there was no way that you saw for you to be
1: were you ever around straight guys talking about losing their virginity in high school
2: um, not so much losing their virginity. Uh, or just, like, objectifying just,
1: like, women?
2: Yeah, just, like, talking about
1: sex. Did it, like, general. make you feel gross and weird? Or were you, like, whatever, I'll just...
2: It, it was less about feeling gross and weird and more of a, like, I don't... The same thing, like, I don't want to feel left out. Especially, It was weird because it was, like, guys that I was, like, good friends with, people that I spent a ton of time with, like on the weekdays and the weekends because I lived in a dorm with them, you know? So it was like, I don't want to be fully left out of, you know, so much of the conversation. So I would just like be a part of it as much as I could.
1: Right.
0: Um, well, these are, I don't are, know, I'm also... really
2: remember what that looked like, but you know, I <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd stick it out basically.
0: <laughs> right. And these, these, it's not like I'm talking about, the people sitting at my lunch table, like my best girlfriends in high school were like, I played soccer with them. They were having sex they were I played soccer with them on my high school team and on my club soccer team, which is where I met my ex-girlfriend. So they knew her. They
1: mm-hmm. knew all
0: they, like they, so the two, what was even worse is when the two of us, my ex and I would be sitting with the rest of our team and they would be talking about, their straight sexual experiences and the two of us would just kind of look at each other and keep our mouths absolutely shut because they and then people would come and make jokes about us being lesbians because we weren't really contributing to the conversation and it just made it even worse because because they were treating it like a joke it felt like our relationship was therefore a joke and it would be embarrassing to ever share it uh and they didn't even realize they were Mm -hmm. just contributing to something it just it put a ton of pressure uh on the two of us to to not ever tell anyone
2: oh, uh, that's so tough did but, did you guys ever end up coming out to them while you were in high school
0: i ended up telling a couple of the girls that i was closest with but we never like came out um together okay. or uh i ended up telling maybe one or two people i don't even know yeah one or two people who were really chill about it, like which I wasn't surprised by. And then the rest of the team didn't know, and our coach also didn't know. And our coach absolutely adored my ex and thought she was like the second coming of soccer and
2: of Mia ham.
0: <laughs> right? And would turn to me, obviously not knowing that I was dating her, and say, "You need to be more like her. You need to play more like her. Like do her because we played the similar position." <sighs> This and is literally, literally a
1: Hulu television show. It would it tear my heart is. out of
0: my body. I would feel so upset and hurt because we were pretty competitive with each other. And all again, all I needed her to do, just like with coming out, is say, I see that this hurts you and this stinks for you. And I'm sorry I can't change it, but I know this hurts. Her response yeah. was, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Which I also understand, but... Seventeen, years so like, well, such a I
1: young can tell response. you
2: exactly what I want you to do about it.
1: But I mean, it, I feel like that's exactly how I would have felt when I was like 17 yeah. and it's like now being older, you see why that's like an issue. But like when you're young, you just don't know how to fucking deal with anything.
0: Right. And it was yeah. brutal because I just had to stand there while he told this coach would tell me to be more like her.
1: You're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm no, more I'm like, like her than, you know, bitch. I know. <laughs> and then
0: at <laughs> soccer tournaments, there was one time where we like bought like fake, like temporary tattoos and we we're putting them on each other in between games and my coach came up to me and said <laughs> you need to stop distracting her not you're distracting oh. each other like, <laughs> it was like
1: oh my god you're like
0: bitch really messed with my my uh, psyche on the soccer field that's for sure
2: what position were you guys
0: we were both center midfielders in high school oh, i ended up being wow. a f- Big deal.
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, she was injured a lot. She tore ACL twice oh while in high school. Oh, my um, God. And then third time in college. So, she, yeah, she her knees are screwed up, like, big time.
2: Where'd she go to college again?
0: Swarthmore. Right. So, and that was the other thing. That whole soccer team, they're all dating each other. That whole girls <clears throat> Swarthmore soccer team, every single one of them.
1: <laughs> that didn't happen at Tufts? <laughs>
0: Ah, funny. No. Um, <laughs> no. No. So I was like, even now, like you're in college, you have this new group of people, your parents are nowhere near you, you are in <laughs> such an inclusive environment, and you still won't tell them we're dating. I still come to visit this as the best friend. And oh, again, that's weird. I forgot so about that. It was so hard. It was hard. It was so. But then I, she
2: would come visit you, and it was like, opposite, This is my right?
1: Blank.
0: Right, because she didn't know any of them and didn't plan on knowing any of them. And I think it made her, I would like to think it got her excited about the prospect of eventually coming out because she did end up doing so, and then she ended up having another girlfriend after me who played on the soccer team at Swarthmore, actually, with her. Uh, And she was open about it, which also really hurt because the second they started dating, everyone knew about it, and she was open about it. And I was like, great. Also, we had similar names. I think we had the same birthday or maybe a day apart, it looked kind of alike, so that was a little hard for me, but <laughs> I
1: Imagine she started I... dating Arnie.
2: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
1: For everyone listening, Arnie was on the tough soccer team a year younger than Alex, but like looked just like like a fraternal twin. Right. Yeah.
0: Is she also lesbian? No, no. Queer? Queer? I don't no. think so. Not to my but knowledge.
1: <laughs> just looked very, very similar. Great gal. Yeah. Arnie, if you're listening to this, miss you.
2: Oh. Um, do you think her like not wanting to come out with you but then coming out right away with someone new was had anything to do with like I don't know, to me that brings up ideas of like you don't want to ruin your like childhood or, like, spoil...
1: I mean, at the time, I would imagine that you felt like... Did you feel like it was, like, a shame thing?
0: It. I mean, it kind of did. But I didn't think she was ashamed of me. I think she was just scared of it all and didn't want to be different. Or I think even just... When you come out, I think the hardest part for me wasn't that I was coming out as bi or gay or whatever it was but because someone has to come out you are discussing sex or sexual inclinations and so when you assume that you're like as a kid growing up that if your parents assume that you're straight you don't really have to talk about it and you don't have to say Mm -hmm. hey I'm coming out as straight which then implies I'm sexually attracted to this gender I want to or I do have sex with this gender but when you come out as gay or you come out as bi or queer, whatever it is, Mm. your parents now have this idea of they are actively having sex with this person or they are actively attracted to this person. I didn't want my parents to know that I was sexually active. I don't know if that makes sense, but... It does. um, So I think she just was uncomfortable. She was kind of stuck in that puberty phase of not wanting to talk about bras, periods, and sex. Mm. And by coming out you kind of have to broach that topic whereas totally. if you never come out you don't have to broach it really
1: um, i would say out of mind
0: right um and i actually used that when my parents tried to ask me if i was dating this girl before i came out which i was pissed about don't ask me like <laughs> leave me out of this mom and dad i turned <laughs> them i love your and was like <laughs> I was actually about to go on birth, asked to go on birth control. Why would I ask to go on birth control if I'm dating a girl? Like, and I just use that as a defense.
1: Mike drops, uh, storm out of the room.
2: <laughs> they were like, I know. okay, well, birth control is for a lot of other reasons. Right. So, <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, but they they at 16,
1: they you weren't. don't think about that.
2: No, I was saying right. like, they were probably like, okay, I get your reasoning, but A plus B
1: equals F, (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that I think that's why she didn't want. I think my guess is that she was just uncomfortable with the
1: the sexual
0: nature that came with coming out, as opposed to oh, it's with a girl.
1: Yeah, but then did you find more freedom once you were at Tufts?
0: Oh my gosh, it was night and day. I it was. (sighs) It just felt normalized and non-stigmatized and not. I feel like it was like more
1: liar. normal to be queer at Tufts than <laughs> it was to be straight. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. Well, I like remember when I first met you. You like very casually talked about your girlfriend and like mentioned that you'd been together for a while. And I was like, oh shit, this is like a, this is a queer lady who's queer person who's got her shit together i got a girlfriend for a while like fuck i gotta i gotta step my pussy up like <laughs>
0: <laughs> see i didn't even think about that going into it i just figured this is just how it was and then i hear rumors that <laughs> said he was straight his first week of college and then I realized, yeah. oh, like, he did. you don't just come in ready to go
1: <laughs> no i still i will never forget the day that he like pulled us aside we were like we were like walking into high school and he like, pulled all the freshmen aside and he was like, guys, like, I have to tell you something. Like, a week into college when we're all like, we know. <laughs> like, like oh. it's okay. Don't worry. Yeah. We let him have his own know, I just finally, we all, like,
0: like oh. I felt <laughs> like bloody. it just was nice to not have to hide it. Yeah. And to feel like I wouldn't be judged and, if anything, just like embraced for it. And Absolutely. I Maybe and like it's not embraced. <laughs> right, and it's not like my friends at home wouldn't have been supportive, but they didn't create an environment where I was excited about coming out. Whereas at Tufts, mm. I was. It actually made me genuinely excited. I felt like
1: I love that.
0: I know. I, I that really hits. do for me. Yeah, I mean, then we have to go into the fact that it, like lesbian dating culture is, and it's impossible to find women. It's, uh, it's. I find it very very difficult. But in terms of just being comfortable with myself, college or Tufts just made it uh, infinitely easier.
1: Do you think that that was Tufts itself or do you think that that was just going to a new place and having a fresh start? Like say you were to go somewhere else, do you think that you would have had a similar experience?
0: Um, I think most liberal arts schools, I would probably say yes. I think that I got incredibly lucky with the people I was able to surround myself with at Tufts. Uh, Because we're all
2: gay as shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you're just like, I cannot say enough about... Yeah. (laughs) Like, I normally, I would say nine out of ten times, if you talk about an admissions office at any college, you think that they're despicable, (laughs) like, horrible. (laughs) Uh, But at Tufts, I will say they definitely have their flaws, but they pride themselves on picking a really well-rounded class of students as opposed to Mm -hmm. well-rounded people, which I think is a really interesting distinction to make because you don't need to accept the student who's good at everything or has done every single extracurricular. You find Mm -hmm. like the mega athlete, you find the super artsy person, you find the social justice warrior and then you bring them all together to create a well-rounded graduating class as opposed to each other
1: and they grow together.
0: Right as opposed to Mm. 1,200, like, kind of well-rounded people. And that's why I fell in love with Tufts and felt like I could be myself, because everyone was excited, it seemed like, at least. Maybe it was a facade, but at least it appeared to me that for more, more or less, people were excited to be themselves and share their unique qualities and talk about the things that they were passionate about, which I thought was awesome. Like, I would sit at a dining hall table. It wasn't like everyone had their heads buried in their phones. It wasn't that it was only talking about some kind of like something minute. We were talking about real things, th- things that people were doing. And I really appreciated that more than anything. Cause in high school, it felt, it just felt very monogamous, um, not monogamous, monotonous. Mono- <laughs> monogamous. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. That was a, a tangent. I just, no, I love that. That I, is a
1: really, I, a really good note. And then, yeah, to segue off of that, I really would love to have you talk about your freshman year experience at Tufts and yeah. that and that little story because I think that that, I don't think that the, the median age of our podcast listeners really are like young, but I think that it's a really important story that I just like love and I think everybody can benefit from hearing about it. <laughs>
0: <sighs> well, all right. I don't know. Where do I start? I guess so it I got also recru-
1: does kind of like, re- oh, sorry, I'll let you talk first.
0: <laughs> no, what, 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 what are you relating it to?
1: I guess it does also like kind of tie back, not necessarily in like queerness, but similarly to queerness and like community and finding that spot, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'll let you get, I'll let you tell the story <laughs> first.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not the most exciting story in the world. I was recruited to play soccer at Tufts. That was the plan. I got in, uh, I had gotten ankle surgery uh, this December of my senior year of high school, so I basically was out of commission until a month or so before I got to Tufts, and then I got to Tufts. I definitely was not in the best shape I could have been, did not play very well, uh, and ended up getting cut even though I was recruited. And to me, soccer was my number one identity, and I did like Tufts, but... I went there to play soccer and I was just so I wouldn't say things had come easy to me before that, but I really had not had any substantial, I think, hardship in my life or, or barriers or feel like I put in all the effort just to not see results. I'd never really experienced that kind of failure before. Mm. And I hit rock bottom and it was hard too because I was watching my ex-girlfriend play college soccer for her first Uh, semester at school. And so I would go down to her games every weekend, weekend in Philly and every weekend, literally every, every, every other weekend, I would say at least I was never on campus. I lived on Amtrak. Oh
2: my God.
0: Yeah. So I just, I wanted to, I wanted to tell Tufts to go to hell and that coach. And I was just not, I was really, really low. And so I, in my head, I was like, all right, we're going to transfer. I want to play soccer. I'm going to go somewhere else. So I made, I made visits to different schools. I did like official overnights. I did one at Wesleyan, applied to Wesleyan to transfer, got into Wesleyan, was all geared up to go to Wesleyan for my sophomore year, and then, the literally the last night of college, you were both there for that for me of my freshman year. We were in ATO.
1: Which is and our you guys fact. are gonna be like,
0: this is a, <laughs> this has got to be a joke. We were all hammered. On the tables. I know exactly
2: what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) All right, picture this Matt Rohr in tears, a single tear Uh, trickling down his cheek. (laughs) As My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion comes on the speakers. (laughs) All the swimmers are crying. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? And I seriously, this is what crossed my mind. I am never going to find people like this ever again. For better or worse, I'm I am never going to find. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god, I'm like going to cry again. <laughs> and
0: I went, I the next morning my parents were supposed to drive up and get my stuff and move me out of my dorm and I asked to stay an extra couple of days because I didn't want to leave. And it was literally that moment that I knew I that I wasn't going to transfer and I ended up mm. staying. And then was like okay I like Tufts I like the people but I still really want to play soccer so that summer between my freshman and sophomore year I busted my ass like nobody's business oh my gosh I was I'm
1: literally picturing like she's the man
0: yeah yep. so yeah like, exactly picture that like on crack <laughs> I was I was running sprints it was not healthy I was running sprints like every single day I was playing in my summer league, I was playing on my own. I was joining pickup soccer leagues in the park. Like, I did every last thing and then showed up to preseason and busted my butt and then made the team. And by the time I graduated, I was a captain. So, it ended same up period.
1: Being like,
2: like,
0: leading scorer. Like, no, no, God, no. no. I mean, I, I have a couple of goals. She was in leading my... morale. Leading no. Um, I just remember,
2: I thought that you ended up being, like, a full-time starter, like, sophomore year.
0: Yes, so I joined the team sophomore year, and I was was starting for a bit. We had a lot of, I will say, there were, like, some injuries and stuff. Um, But, yeah, no, I I earned a spot on the field uh, and slowly lost it with age, (laughs) as do a lot of um, college athletes. But, uh, still, I absolutely loved being on the team, and being captain my senior year was amazing and... Couldn't have asked for anything else, but just that was my biggest grow up, glow up of mm-hmm. mat- maturity and realizing that just because I fail at something doesn't mean I can't turn around and make make lemonade out of the lemons that were handed to me. Mm-hmm. Did
2: you ever have any like issues or? reservations about like being openly queer with the with the soccer team
0: i was definitely quieter about it for my sophomore year because no one else was queer at least openly uh very heteronormative team very much open about talking about boys open about wanting to hook up with boys and date them and were a lot of them were in relationships so it definitely wasn't a conducive environment for that and when we had remember like those screws that Mm -hmm. teams used to do uh I like didn't feel comfortable requesting a female date uh even though again they wouldn't have been like no but I think it would have been really hard for them to come up with like I didn't think they I don't think they really knew that many queer women on campus and I think they lighted one of their picture perfect little, um, screw party with the pictures and the dresses and the dates and the name tags. And, and again, and this could be me totally spewing this onto them and it could be completely false and it probably is, but in my mind, they didn't want that. And so it was just easier to either have no date or ask to be assigned, um, a male date. Uh, but my junior year, junior or senior year, no, junior year, I brought my girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, um, and that was so fun. It felt really oh, nice. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, by then I was like, whatever.
2: Do you look back and think that, like, it was maybe, like, a lot of it maybe it was just, like, in your own head? And oh, 3,000% like,
0: totally in my own head. They were. It's not like they were an exclusive team or homophobic or any of those things. It just... Because it wasn't the norm or it wasn't even common, I just I didn't want to have to be the one to open the can of worms, if you will. Yeah. Um, and it was just easier. Because I was like, I'm fine having a male date or I'm fine not having a date. Bringing a friend. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Also... There have been a couple, like that time I um, made out with uh, what's her face in ATO. Blondie. And a guy like, what?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, yeah. Um, I'll bleed. Thanks. Who? <laughs> oh. oh. I actually texted her today, but she hasn't responded to me yet. Ah! Um, just, oh! no, just She's playing the field I, again. <laughs> no, 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 Because we, Also, we even, when this is
2: done, I do, I have someone I like, maybe want to hook you up with.
0: <laughs> oh my God, please, please.
2: She's amazing, but we can talk about this afterwards. Sorry.
0: Uh, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, she, oh my gosh. So, oh, we you were making were at out ATO. an ATO. I set that which up. Which is like, gen, <laughs> yeah, generally like the most, like, inclusive environment, but like, uh, first of all, someone took a picture of us. Second of all, a guy came up to us and asked, like, if we needed a third. And yeah. I just wanted to turn around and yank his fucking head off his body. Do you know who it was? Uh, yeah, I do.
1: Yeah, I remember you came up to me and you were like, I almost punched him in the face. And I was like, honestly, yeah, I you should really have. I need
2: you to tell me.
0: Do you know who is? No. He was a year younger. He was, he, like, DTD, right? for a while. If you know who that is, I don't know. Regardless. Yeah
1: how did that make oh, you feel right. alex <laughs> yeah.
0: was... i've never
2: seen this person internally. let's have a chat of a
1: chat about fetishization
0: well that's yeah. not i don't even care about that well i mean i do but the thing that mainly pisses me off is the assumption that girls make out with girls for attention and that is the mm. only reason it's never because a girl genuinely wants to make out with another girl
1: mm. guys don't understand straight guys don't understand that women are better like, kissers than shockingly
0: have. we don't do everything for you yeah straight males
2: i just i can't believe that
0: yeah it was frustrating
1: groundbreaking yeah
2: well i'm glad that things ended up working out and you um were able to be a little more comfortable with your team yeah although actually now that i'm thinking about it did Were there ever times where you would be, like, you, we would have, like, date parties while you were single?
0: Yeah. Um, but,
2: would, did you feel the same about, like, getting set up with a guy or bringing a friend as you did when you were dating your girlfriend? Because, like, I don't know, maybe, like, being set up on a date with a guy could have worked out for you?
0: Right. So, my sophomore year, we happened to be on a break. When our like soccer date party was happening, so I did get, I clicked off that I had no preference, guy or girl, because you could like fill out a Google form. Oh, they
2: had that as an option. That's so nice of them.
0: Yeah, they yeah no 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 they 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 covered all their bases. But I also think I clicked no preference, like I'll take either. And to them, that was just easier. It's just easier to find a guy, um, which I under I understand. Mm-hmm. I did not vibe with my date at all. I was honestly kind of mean to him. Apparently was I was it? a little drunk. I know some baseball guy. Um, um, he probably who... deserved it. I t- apparently I told him to, well, we were handcuffed together, which I guess I had forgotten Ugh, about. because was was st- shackles. Yeah. So I was Worst. so drunk. I guess I forgot that he was handcuffed to me and then turned and was talking to one of my teammates and said that my date had the personality of a cardboard box <laughs> and he was just standing there handcuffed to me. <laughs> It's like, oh, shit. I don't know how <laughs> oh I missed that God, one. Oh, my God, Sheeman. I know, I felt really bad. Anyways.
2: All right, well, is there anything else we want to talk about?
0: I don't I feel like...
1: Are, you, know, really, that was, that are was... you really gay, Sheman
0: Am <laughs> yeah. I really? Yeah, the jury's still out. I... <laughs>
2: I thought the answer is like a clear no yeah the
0: answer is I'll. I think the, the answer is in that if you ask me do you think you'll marry a guy or a girl and my answer is I have no idea just kind of says it all because do you
1: think you'll get married
0: well that's a whole again whole other <laughs> thing to... but I just I it's it's kind of fun to not know like, what kind of person I'm going to vibe with and be attracted to next. Uh, wow. So it could be That's a guy. That's so It, could cool. be. it is kind of cool because it always happens when I'm least expecting it, too. Like, I end up meeting someone when I least expect it. So to, not, to know it could literally be anyone. Like, if I'm in a room full of all girls, a room full of all guys, a room full of both, or... Uh, gender non-binary like and literally anyone it could be anyone which is kind of fun
2: that's so cool how yeah. exciting i'm
1: jealous i know what although a time. <laughs> does that ever does that ever feel overwhelming
0: well yeah because it's You're like i have so because... many
1: options <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, but not hard. at the same time <laughs> right yeah and it's it's also hard because distinguishing if i like someone because i like like them or if they're just like oh this is a you cool just person vibe. yeah yeah mm. so it's hard because my attraction often stems from friendship so i first become friends with these people and then want to kiss them it's not normally i kiss them mm. and then want to become friends with them
1: yeah i've Go never ahead. i've never really heard that about mike bisexuality dash pansexuality dash whatever fluidity yeah but like it makes sense i've never really heard about the downside of that yeah because i don't think people really talk about that but anyways yeah is there anything else that you did want to talk about Shimon
0: um i don't think so
1: okay well what is the gayest thing that you did this week
0: I w- probably break up with my boyfriend. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yeah, that is so
0: good. Yeah, no, but actually, because I, I couldn't do it. You anymore. said not
2: today, heterosexuality. Not
0: today. I also like really. I knew there were a lot of reasons, but I also knew what he said—that it was a slippery slope to judge someone by who they voted for in this past election.
1: No. Oh, no, 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 no. no.
0: And I said, he was saying that it's slippery to like judge someone based on their politics. And I'm like 2016 and prior, maybe I'd give you ignorance is bliss on that one, but yeah. no, now I think it is a moral yeah. choice. That's it is not political. So when he said that, I wanted to be like, it's also literally fully taking vote- my rights away from you in so many different ways. <laughs>
1: it's also like fully just like a vote against like democracy at this point like it's like it's like you do not believe in the foundation that america was quote unquote built on anyway regardless proud of you i i liked him i did but i think that this is good for you
2: this is great now i can introduce you to my friend whenever this pandemic ends but
1: matt what's the gayest thing you did this week
2: um can you come back to me
1: yeah, but I know what Aaron, I'm going to say. What's the
2: guest thing you've ever done this week? I know what I'm going to say, Aaron. so you
1: better think fast. Oh, no. Um, I, <laughs> I joined a new dating app called The Locks Club, which is. The for, what? For Jews, for quote unquote, for Jews with ridiculously high standards. That's um,
2: amazing.
1: So I'm on this new app called The Locks Club. I think it's supposed to be like selective on who they let in but uh, I have become friends with the people who run it also so if anybody listening wants a referral link uh, DM me and I can send it to you they're really it's it's fun it's very chic. Wow. Shimon, I'll send it to you
0: yeah I'm curious it's definitely in the it's like in the
1: early stages of the app so it's like there aren't really that many people on it but I'm like ooh like
2: shoes with ridiculously high standards wow.
0: You know I've never (laughs) Slept with a Jew. I'm Jewish. Even at Tufts. Even at Tufts. Everybody's Never.
1: Jewish at Tufts. Not everybody. Not that but... I know of. Oh my God! Wait, I, I have another so. gay thing that I did that I want to talk about that I think you two would right, appreciate. Say it. Um, I don't. Did I? I don't think I told you this, but when I went to the doctor like two weeks ago, he was like, he was like, "Oh, so like you were you you said that you got COVID," and I was like, "Well." It looks like I got COVID, and he was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "Well, I got an antibody test, and it came back positive twice." And he was like, "Okay, so you definitely had COVID." And I was like, "Well, do we know that I definitely had COVID?" And he was like, "No, you definitely had COVID." And I was like, "Well, I was like, we we like all the signs signs point to the fact that I had COVID." And he was like, "What is going on?" And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, "I'm very sorry." Like after work, like being on a podcast and going to Tufts University like I just don't like to say anything for certain unless I have like 100% concrete proof because people would like cut my throat for saying things for certain without having 100% concrete proof. And I think he thought that I was like a conspiracy theorist that like didn't believe in the pandemic. But I was like no 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 no. no. I just I just don't want to like say that I definitely had COVID.
2: Right. But, I see
1: your reasoning behind that, but like I was like <laughs> okay. I was like how do I know if the tests are accurate? Genuinely, no one fucking knows anything about this disease. So I was like, I think I I was like, what if he's going to write in my te- like chart, like test him for all these things? I'm like, I don't know. Ooh, that's
0: geez. what my, my mom has COVID right now. And yeah. she's oh, like, God. Pretty, I'm so sorry. She's, it's okay. She's like, she's like pretty sick. My dad feels like a million bucks, negative for antibodies, negative for testing is just living his best life with my mom feeling fine. <laughs>
2: all right well i hope your mother recovers soon
0: me too
2: i oh the gayest thing i did this week i got caught up on um over the course of a few days i got caught up on Trixie and katya's uh, i was four episodes behind <laughs> i don't fucking know i don't know this is boring week ask me next week okay so, um Shimin, all right, any any last words
1: yeah who do you want to plug
0: he, oh, now I can do my plug.
1: Now you can do mm. your
2: plug. Okay. Yeah, tell us what your plug is.
0: Have you? It's not who.
2: <laughs> Go for it.
0: Um, have you heard of the Loveland Foundation? I have not. No. Oh my gosh, this is no. I so follow them on Instagram first of all. Or them. The, the foundation. What's their
2: handle?
0: Uh, I assume it's Loveland Foundation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to look it up so that well, I can get you guys a handle. What Here's, is, wait, what the, is handle the organization? Is, what do they do? It's it's, the, actually, it's the Loveland Foundation. You're
0: right. Yeah. So it is basically a, a platform that is for... Specifically, it's for people of color, specifically female-identifying people of color, but also I follow it just as a human being and as a woman who and really appreciate what they post and they're they're all about just showing up for the female, uh, black community and kind of being a mental health resource, which I know as a special ed teacher where every single one of my students is a student of color, I've recommended this platform to them to follow on Instagram and to look at their website because they are doing like phenomenal things, and if, I just look at their posts every day and they reinvigorate me to, to like be the best version of myself and to also understand that my my dark times are okay um but they're like their description is is just the loveland foundation is committed to showing up for communities of color in unique and powerful ways with a particular focus on black women and girls. Our resources and initiatives are collaborative and they prioritize community, I mean, opportunity, access, validation, and healing. And we are becoming the ones we've been waiting for.
2: Wow. I love that.
0: I just, I recommend following them on Instagram there. It's really.
1: Everything they post is like really beautiful too. I'm like scrolling it really it is. Now. All the graphics are like really well done.
0: Yeah. Uh, huge fan. So, uh. If you need some, like, inspiration to follow or know people who could really use that mental health support, Loveland Foundation. Sweet. Yeah. They're based in New York, I'm pretty sure. Um,
2: they are. Is, is there, like, a party happening at your house right now, Sheeman?
1: It's definitely Aaron um, and Lucy.
0: Yeah, it is. Can you... I, I I can't hear them. Can you guys hear them? Yeah. A little bit. Sorry.
1: It's That's okay. no, all right that's um, all good cool well shiman if you would like to be found on the interwebs or elsewhere where where can the people listening find you
2: or if you don't want to be found that's totally fine
0: yeah no you can find me um you can friend me on facebook no nope. we can... don't do that here <laughs> uh, this isn't 2010 um, okay sorry you can follow me on instagram some some I don't know. Maybe it was when my coworkers asked what my Instagram handle was. I didn't know what it was, but it's just my name. It's Alex Sheeman. She
1: made an Instagram uh, last year. <laughs> <laughs> After <laughs> years, of me. years of us harassing her. She was like, fine, I'll finally yeah. make one. You're welcome. Yeah,
0: I made one. Um, <laughs> and then if you want, DM me on my Instagram, and I can give you my address, and you can write me a letter.
2: Nope. No, we're not doing that. We're not that. doing that.
0: I didn't I, say you had to do it.
2: As a producer. No, I meant, like, we as a collective. Like, no, yeah. one. We're like,
0: a a human society. <laughs> yeah. no one's if you anywhere.
2: DM her for her address on Instagram, please stop <laughs> listening to our podcast.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Aaron, where can everybody find you?
1: You can find me everywhere at Aaron Idelsen. What about you, Matt?
2: You can find me on Instagram at Maddie Roar.
1: What's your alt Twitter? Just kidding.
0: <laughs> you can also find all three of us on Aaron's YouTube channel, Doing <laughs>
1: cash me outside,
0: how about that? <laughs> oh my should I just post god. that I as the teaser for the that. week?
1: <laughs> oh my god.
2: Oh my god, that's a good idea. And then you can also watch I
1: the video of Alex that. and I doing naked categories in my bedroom junior year. Love that. Which got I demonetized love that for a little bit, but we're back.
0: <laughs> Wait, what?
1: Yeah, YouTube was like this isn't suitable for ads, and I was like, you don't even see any nipple, it's fine. Like <laughs>
0: That's ridiculous.
1: It's just because it I had it in, in the in the title, but that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's a funny cool. video.
2: I need to rewatch that video. Yeah,
0: yeah, I might actually go do that right now.
1: You I mean, should watch <laughs> the one I made today about <laughs> podcasts. Well,
0: I'm actually curious about
1: that. I hope it does I well. I
2: liked it, but I need to watch it. <laughs> All right, yeah.
1: that's it for this week. See you guys next week. Bye.
2: And you can find us on Instagram oh, at the yeah. AirPod. <laughs>
1: And if like you enjoyed this episode, remember to uh, subscribe to us on your platforms. Uh, enable push notifications so that you get a little notification every time we upload our episodes, which happen on Tuesday. And oh, rate I'm us five nice stars on the iTunes store, Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah. Bye Alex, bye. thank you so much for joining us. I think this is the first time I called you Alex, maybe ever. Uh, Alexandra. And... Yeah. Alexandra Shaman. And uh,
1: Anastasia Beverly Hills. Okay, I'm right, going to stop recording now. <laughs>